It's another episode of Keep the Kayfabe. I'm Mike, sitting here with my boys, ready to talk some wrestling. It's episode 36, and it's 420. And the WWE is not so high on some of their roster members. A year ago today is when the WWE told some of their in and out of the ring talent to get the step in. And they recently released a couple more names that we're going to get to a little bit later. Also an AEW Dynamite classic match between the Young Bucks, Ray Phoenix, and Pac that we're going to get to. Plus a thriller at the end of the show. Uh, big Money Matt Hardy versus TNT champ Darby Allen. But before we get into all that fun stuff, let's just introduce the boys real quick. Up in Glendale, someone who keeps it regal, Steve Grobschmidt. How are you, Grabby? Need a little excitement? Snap into a Slim Jim. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Take it. <laughs> One of the... It's just a great commercial. I want to, I need to go as that as for Halloween one year as the Macho Man. It was like watching USA was in that... 1991. <laughs> yep. Totally. That was perfect, Steve. Very good. Let's cruise down the Bayview real quick. Talk to my guy, someone who keeps it freshly squeezed, Matt Michelson. How are you, Matt? You're fired. <laughs> I think I might have blown up my vocal cords on that one. That was impeccable, dude. Very well done. Well executed. Let's stay down in Bayview. Talk to my guy. Oh, my God. It's Charlie Michael. You sit there and you dump your Bible. And you say your prayers and then get you anywhere. Talk about your Psalms. Talk about your three, John 316. Well, Austin 360 says, I just whipped your ass. Combination of and Austin there. Just bust out a whole promo. A combo. Oh, my God. You you guys are on fire this week. Fired up. Awesome stuff. I love the intros. They always get me pumped up. And as you know, being a Milwaukee-based podcast, that promo sets it all in motion for Stone Cold Steve Austin at the Mecca Arena, King of the Ring. King of the Ring. Was that 96? There's some big moments in Milwaukee. Yep. That's where the Absolutely. mega powers broke up, too. Yep. yep. I know a guy that was at, at that the Bradley show. Center. Yep. A guy, you know a guy from my gym that was at that show. Oh, it's that's also awesome. The, it's also yeah. where uh, recently heel turned uh, Jacques uh, Rougeau gave the thumbs up to a young fan in the crowd several rows up. That young <laughs> fan his, was me. Started his heel turn. Yeah. <laughs> Now, uh, now a um, a huge podcasting legend, Steve Grobschmidt. Yeah, thanks for listening, Jack. Yep. Actually, did you guys yeah. know that there was? I think it was in WCW times. I just saw this video. I knew this happened, but I just saw the video recently that Hulk Hogan did the job for Jacques Rougeau in Montreal once, like during the nineties. Oh, wow. Like, uh, yeah, wow. lost to must a have been, must, must have been a house show. 
It was a house show in Montreal, and he did, he did the job for Jacques in front of the home crowd. It's pretty. He kept yeah. he kept taunting, and he did like I think two leg drops, and then he started taunt like he kept doing the lift him up. You know, he didn't want the yeah. pin, and yeah. then uh, uh, Jacques mm-hmm. uh, rolled him up into a one two three, and uh, it was it was pretty great. That's cool. That's cool. Wow. He must have gotten paid Damn. extra that night. I think Hogan, yeah. I, honestly, I think Hogan, I mean, Hogan didn't in that era, he did what exactly he wanted to. And he, oh, he, totally. he oh, wanted yeah. to do that. He did the, he did the right thing in the hometown. That's pretty I great. If he was, I wonder if he was dropping the N word back then pretty, <laughs> pretty, pretty <laughs> regularly. I'm, I'm sure he was. I'm sure he was. In Montreal. <laughs> and if he did it in Montreal, the, the Canadians would like have a heart attack. Yeah. They're good 90s. people. Sacre Blue. Yeah. <laughs> after a big uh last weekend with wrestlemania nxt uh it was nice to just have a weekend to do some spring cleaning and the wwe did some spring cleaning of their own they got rid of a lot of their in-ring talent uh some of them were kind of surprising some were not but all in all it's a huge shitty situation for these wrestlers i mean we're still in the midst of a global pandemic uh about a year ago they let go of 20 in-ring talent that kind of – it was kind of their equivalent of a Black Friday, uh, letting go of them when the coronavirus was running rampant. Nobody really knew what they were going to do for work. And uh, just, you know, right on cue, uh, cutting a little ties uh, with a lot of their roster talent. Uh, John Laurinaitis informed those that were let go. That was because of budget cuts. Yeah. I think it's bullshit. <laughs> Budget cuts, course, right? I mean, record profits, and yeah, they, they yeah. really had to, they really had they, to cut the roster. After they yeah. just landed this huge thing with Peacock, where basically yeah, everybody exactly. on the roster is guaranteed to get paid now because they don't even have to work hard to sell any of their pay-per-views nope. anymore. It's all on Peacock. It's now on the WWE Network. Pressure's off. But uh, some of the um, the names were a little bit of a surprise the biggest one being samoa joe um we just saw billy k partner with uh carmella in the tag women's tag team match at wrestlemania she's gone with peyton royce uh steve's girl mickey james the lovely mickey james chelsea the Green, legendary Tucker, <laughs> don't you mm-hmm. forget it <laughs> kalisto bo dallas mojo raleigh and Wesley Blake were all let go by the WWE. Um, man, this sucks for these guys and ladies. Um, what were your initial thoughts when we heard the news? We were kind of buzzing on our group chat that day. You, you know but, what? Um, you know what the biggest crime of it all is? <laughs> Wesley Blake, or it's like, I mean, yeah. One year ago, uh, Jackson Riker said racist stuff yeah. on Twitter that ended the Forgotten Sons angle. Yeah. One year later, he's on television, and yeah. the other two got fired. They didn't yeah. do a damn thing wrong, and right. they got fired. Wow. And Jackson Riker is still wrestling. I mean, if that's not the cherry on the shit Sunday, that oh, I mean, yeah. what is? And he wasn't even. And then when right? he was with those guys in NXT, he wasn't even wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Speaking of someone who didn't do anything wrong either, Tucker from Heavy Machinery. I Tucky. mean, Otis kind of ran Tucky. with the ball and. He was just a great, you know, supporting mid-card guy, did his job. He got let go. 
Yeah. I mean, the Iconics, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. Oh, not my God. Not more than two years ago, they were the women's champions. They took the belts off of Sasha and Bailey, two of the greatest women, arguably two of the greatest women wrestlers of our time. So it's just crazy. Not yeah. great in the ring, but entertaining if you're into that sort of thing. Well, that's just it. They don't need to be great in the ring when yeah. you're that funny. And the, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. It's like, you know, when Damian Sandow was like, had the oh. crowd eating out of yeah. his hand. Yeah. And, 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 they just i don't i don't understand it it's like they actually hit lightning in a bottle but i don't know if it's because vince is just so stubborn that it like he doesn't let things happen organically but the iconics were over and then they break Mm -hmm. them up and now they get rid of them i mean those two are gonna everybody a good number of the people that got canned are gonna do fine work easily i think all of them will but but they're gonna be gold yeah that's like vince um uh yeah we got a uh what is it uh What's 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 his name? Otis. Otis is over as a heat as a baby face. Everybody loves him. Love his comedy. Let's make him a heel and break up the team. Yeah, that's good <laughs> shit. Uh, uh, boss, uh, let's, let's let the guy. Let's, uh, give, let's give him the money in the bank and then take it away. Away. Yep. Yeah. Like so it never happened. Where every story ends in sadness and tragedy. WWE. Yeah. It's like Shakespeare. Um. Not even close, though. Yeah, I was really surprised <laughs> to hear about Tucker getting let go of because we've actually talked about this on past episode, and I can't remember which one. For our listeners, just listen to all the episodes. You'll find it, and maybe you'll learn something along the way. Uh, but, yeah, Tucker getting released was kind of a surprise to me just because Otis feels like he he had a really good angle going, I think, with Mandy Rose uh, like a year ago or so, I want to say it was, with the kind of the love story yeah. between those two. I actually really thought that was fun to watch. And for whatever reason, that sort of ended, just didn't really turn into anything. But I think the last time we saw Tucker was right after he turned on Otis. And then we saw a backstage scuffle between the two that could have yeah. led to a potentially really good feud. Yeah. And nothing came of it. So, you know, you see this right. amazing teaser thrown out and then next week it's like nothing even happened. And then here we are, you know, probably six months later and Tucker's on his way out. It's really a shame. Big time. Yeah. Heavy Machinery were one of my favorite um, tag teams in WWE. Yeah, I think Tucker's yeah. from Stevens Point it's or Otis is from Stevens Point. Yeah, he's from he? Wisconsin somewhere. Yeah. Superior. Yeah. Wisconsin. So Nice. Well, yeah, like you said, Matt, after that money in the bank, I thought there was going to be an angle between those two. Not so much anymore. I mean, Kalisto, talented guy. He didn't really have anything going with uh, Lucha House Party. Yeah. Um, this Chelsea Green, though, I hear she's pretty talented if she had the chance. Have any? Do any of you guys know anything about her? Uh, well, so I believe she was up and coming. I don't know. If she was on the NXT roster, or the main roster, maybe one of you. NXT, I think. Okay. Yeah. Yep. That, which sounds about right. Um, I And I don't watch NXT regularly, so yeah. I don't know if she's gotten a ton of TV time yet or not. I believe in real life, um, she's dating Matt Cardona, a.k.a. Correct. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so that was kind of interesting. Um, By the way, quick tangent, speaking of Matt Cardona, I don't know if you guys saw this. Uh, Impact's pay-per-view, Rebellion, one of the matches that was just announced is Matt Cardona versus Brian Myers, a.k.a. Kurt Hawkins. Oh, wow. Mm. Zack Ryder versus Kurt Hawkins. in a kind of hype for that pay-per-view. Yeah, they basically took exactly probably what Vince would have done had Kurt and Zach been like a tag team on the main roster. It just classic, like, Oh, let's make a tag team turn on each other. It's the WWE one-on-one storytelling method. 
But anyway, Mauro Ranallo is going to be yeah. back announcing that pay per view too. That's so, cool. Yes, listeners. Yeah, tune into Impact. It's Sunday. It's Sunday. Oh, yeah, beautiful. But yeah, Samoa Joe. Uh, that was probably the one that shook uh, the internet uh, and wrestling fans everywhere. Twitter was on fire. Even Joe even tweeted out some some comments that he wasn't happy. I mean, he he was taken off a of TV because he had a concussion, uh, like shooting a commercial or something like that. And that's why I thought he wanted to kind of go into the role as um, uh, a, a ring announcer. And he was probably one of the more talented ring announcers that the WWE had in quite some time. He kind of reminded me a lot of like Taz when he filled in with Lawler and JR on the desk uh, when Michael Cole was kind of coming up. Um and it sounds like Joe still kind of I, I don't see Joe leaving the business or he either. might take a quick break. Yeah. Do, where do you guys think Joe will land? Would you say I, oh, I ring a... of honor? He could go back to wherever. wherever. Yeah, yeah I, honestly, he could go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. As AEW, I try to snag him. I would love For to sure. see him end up in AEW just because that's probably my favorite promotion at the moment. Um but yeah, I was really surprised by this too. I mean, he was doing great things on commentary and if mm-hmm. history's told us anything, it's that doing commentary for WWE is not an easy job and he knew no. it easy. So hats off to him. In addition to being fantastic in the ring, great at promos. I mean, the guy can do it all. So I'm sure wherever he ends right. up, he's going to do well. Um, I, I think I was listening to the What Culture podcast and they were speculating about him potentially being some sort of a trainer in AEW. Like if he mm-hmm. doesn't want to get back in the ring, um, because he does yeah. have, especially over the last few years, I think he's had a lot of injuries that have kind of kept him sidelined and behind the commentary desk. Yeah. So I don't know if that's necessarily WWE being overcautious or, you know, putting him in a position that they want to try him out in. So I guess regardless of that, we'll see where he ends up. I'm hoping for AEW. I did see a, I think it was like a photoshopped image on Instagram of a potential dream match in new Japan between Samoa Joe and Tomohiro Ishii, which would be amazing. I don't know if you guys follow new Japan closely, but he's known as the stone pit bull. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's, he's a, a shit, monster. Dude. Um, oh, yeah. The amazing match. It's basically Samoa Joe versus himself. Yeah. But yeah. Ishii, he's just, that dude's brutal, dude. Him and Suzuki are just, if you want to see some good stuff, man, those dudes too. That's just, it's just, those are I love New Japan because that's because again you get the craziness of AC, AEW with the matches, but then you get the realism with those guys in, it and it's just outstanding, dude. Because it's like oh, they're taking you think you think the stuff that Walter lays in is tough. You haven't seen nothing, dude. Because those wow. guys lay it in, yeah. Who's yeah? Yeah, that sounds really exciting. Who's your other boy over there, Charlie? Uh, the big guy. Um... He made a appearance on AEW briefly. Oh, uh, uh, Jeff Cobb. The sh- yeah, yeah. Cobb's a shit, dude. I, yeah. He made an appearance on AEW. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember. He I came in so. like he came in for About like one ago. week. Did a match. Oh. He was came in with like inner circle, and, and I, thought, for, mm-hmm. I thought he was joining, but you know he wasn't. He wanted to say he signed with uh, New Japan. Must they probably obviously yeah. paid him. Yeah, but yeah. He, so that, when that, he comes back to the states, man, that's gonna be awesome too. Joe in New Japan would be really exciting, but everything that I've read, he kind of likes not being on the road, and he wanted to settle yeah. in into Florida life and uh, not travel as much. Maybe AEW. With, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, with the, with the WWE probably going on the road pretty soon with, um, you know, touring, maybe, I don't know, maybe it was a mutual thing, uh, but also I I'm just trying to I'm wonder sure, too. I'm sure he was fine getting out of there, dude. <laughs> I'm right. sure he, I'm yeah. sure, and I'm, like, he, like he said, um, I don't know if you saw the Twitter with him and CM Punk going, but, you know, they had the picture of um, mm-hmm. the Rick uh, Rick James couch and he's, you know, they said, they should have never used money, you know, <laughs> they should have, yeah. you know, so he's, he. He just he's like trying to keep it down to his um so he gets his you know he gets his severance is basically his his ninety days so he's just like keeping his mouth shut for these ninety days and I'm sure he's gonna come gonna, mid July that's when everybody's gonna move yep and he's gonna he's gonna I think it's July thirtieth or something that's 15th when fifteenth or something yeah when all those yeah July fifteenth yeah when all those guys can go but or they can go wherever yeah it's bad in the moment for sure like losing a job never oh yeah. At the same time, I think given the current state sure, of WWE yeah. and the list of people who we saw get released, I'm sure they're all going to end up probably better off than they were. It's gonna oh, be yeah. Um, but yeah, kind of like with Samoa Joe, I mean, you think about that, like who wouldn't want him on their yeah, it's so. a matter of where It doesn't matter where he's going for sure. Guys like Tucker and those guys, they'll have to, they'll have to dig and search for gigs. But, you know, they'll, they'll get some good they should get some good independent paydays, you know, with stuff opening up again, but absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure a year from now he'll be somewhere. Yeah. And speaking of things opening up and independent shows, uh, supposedly ECW, which is a independent promotion based out of Oshkosh, Wisconsin mm-hmm. had a show last night with fans in attendance and Matt Cardona Kevin, and Brian was, Myers, both of impact wrestling made an appearance. Was Kevin Nash in town or something? I saw some stuff from, the local promoter Dave Hero had Nash, sure. so I wonder if I saw Nash was with him, and I'm assuming that I was wondering what show was going on. So maybe Nash was there as well. I don't know if he wrestled or just did a signing. Cameo, yeah, yeah. I remember but, seeing Kevin Nash in Mequon, Wisconsin. Oh, at the at baseball the, game. At that, yeah, the Lakeshore Chinooks baseball yeah, game. He does that like every year. Yeah. I was happy that we were one of the first people to go meet him because he was super chatty and like chill with us. But then I remember later on and during the game, we saw him with his handler, whoever that was. And he's like, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he was super, he was super cool to talk to. Like, like me and my buddies were talking to him and he was like, like the, they, they, they kind of had to urge all of us on because Nash was kind of just yakking with us about like, wisconsin and michigan and like because he's from michigan and uh it was it was was cool conversation vinny vegas he's cool and he's cool on instagram too he's kind of Mm -hmm. fun on there so um do you think (laughs) this was all vince's this is vince's call or like how do they decide these are the people that need to go though would you do you guys think that's a good question yeah i'm sure they they give him a lesson he doesn't care i'm sure he just goes we got to cut people signs off on it yep yeah i don't get those iconics that's a really good question i actually spent some time earlier today thinking about this so yeah i steve the your comment just i don't get those iconics i i definitely think that plays a part in it um you know the 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 internet seems to really be behind the iconics um for a number of reasons i personally never really got it um, even when they yeah, were, I wasn't into it either. More annoyed me than anything else, and I could totally see Vince feeling the same way. So, so I think that may be part of it. Um, is either it's somebody who annoyed him behind the scenes, um, 
or perhaps, you know, it could have been something like, you know, maybe he was just, he's withholding talent to keep them from going elsewhere. But over time, you know, they, they have such a huge roster in WWE. I'm guessing maybe it's just, he can't justify to himself paying all these people to do nothing. So yeah. You know, or over time, it's they... based mainly salary based, like, Hey, here's a number we need to get our, we, yeah. we need to save X million dollars. Oh, yeah. And this mm-hmm. is the list that achieves that. What do you think? I don't think, I mean, I don't know if you ever had to do that, Steve, I know you've been a manager that if you had cuts like that, it's kind of, that's how I kind of assume they do. They have a number and they kind of go, okay, this guy's making this much. We're going to get rid of him. So the one time, and obviously I won't say where, the one yep. time in my career as a manager <laughs> Three that I was told <laughs> you need to go, like basically I was pulled out of a meeting and said, you got to cut, like essentially they're doing cuts across the board. You need yep. to do a pecking order on your team right now. And you might lose as one to as many as four people. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, damn. So I went and made a pecking order and I did it yep. based on performance, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I put the lowest performer at the top. Yep. And then the owners of the company uh, vetoed all that. And they got rid of the most recent person I hired who was actually super valuable. And so we had to get rid of her and I had to walk her out and all that. Wow. And then fast forward six months later, because she had left and there was a gaping hole, we had to hire her back. So, uh, wow. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. That's but yeah. So, I mean, that's out. yeah, my little glimpse at stupid management decisions. Yeah. It's a doggy dog world out yep. there. Gotta love, you gotta love corporate wrestling, man. Can I, uh, can I break in with some breaking news in the world of professional wrestling hot off the Twitter presses? Walter Mondale, yes, sir. Well, that's not wrestling news, oh, but, that oh, is, that, oh. but that also is news. Yeah. Uh, you guys familiar with MLW, Court Bowers uh, uh, Wrestling? Yeah, they're going to Vice. They're going to Vice, which to me selfishly is exciting because I actually yep. get that channel on Hulu. So I'll be able to watch MLW. Yeah, maybe I'll start tuning in too. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah, we want all these wrestling leagues to succeed that that aren't named WWE and uh, yep. MLW. I've heard, you know I haven't watched them regularly, but I've heard good things from friends. Well, of mine, so well, yeah, they're they're not bad. Um, you know that's where MJF and those guys were from. There's like there's a Hammerstein Hammerstein guy that's good in there, and um, mm-hmm. I forget the I forget the Samoan that's in there. Um, I think he's the Usos cousin. I can't remember, but I can't remember his first name, but he's really good in there too. Well, obviously, he's not the head of the family. Oh, he's to me, he's the head. If you saw him wrestle, dude, he's the head. <laughs> he's the head, dude. That dude's he's legit. He's oh, legit. Man. They just don't. Um, I don't think the WWE likes him yet because I guess there's some some stuff in his background, like he might have been in jail or did some criminal shit. He's too it's, interesting. Yeah, exactly. Jacob Fatu is his name. Jacob Fatu. I think he. Nice. I think he. Last I know, last I saw you, he, he was their title holder. I don't know. Yeah, he's a cousins of the Usos. Mm, okay. You know, what? Check him out. I like a little. Uh, I like a little Suge Knight in the uh, like out of the ring and bringing it in the ring. Oh yeah. You know what? I, I like think him. if you're not at paying him like that big of money, that's the kind of guy you want in your in your promotion to get that publicity. Yeah, look all, at MVP. All press is good press, yeah. isn't it? I, I like. I like. I like. I like my wrestlers where. Um, they're tough enough that you know it's you know that you know it's a work, but they're badass enough that you know they'll fuck you up if you say something that's crazy, to, crazy so, to them. You know, I it's love like that. One of my all-time favorite wrestlers, legitimately, is Haku slash Ming, who oh, yeah. everybody badass, loves to dude. tell stories about how yeah. bad. Like he is probably the one of the all-time baddest ass wrestlers. Dude, yeah, legit. The stories about him just yeah, 
Charlie, uh, when we saw Jake the Snake Roberts at Club Garibaldi, didn't he say Haku was the toughest guy he's ever? Almost everybody. The Rock. Yep. The Rock. Bobby Heenan. They all said that. Austin, all those guys do. Yep. The legit baddest ass wrestler. Yeah. But the nicest guy in the world. That's just when you got to like, you don't fuck with them. Like, like he was the sweetest man. But when that line was crossed. Yeah, he fucked a lot. Hand, he fucked a you, lot of dudes up in the you your own yep. limbs. Yep. You have something, Matt? Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, not to steal a story from the What Culture Ste- podcast. You're but stealing it. Those guys, yeah. Oh, I'm totally stealing it. Those guys oh, that's always. How, that's my whole gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so those guys, um, hats off to them. Very, very good podcast. They tell a lot of stories about New Japan Pro Wrestling, and they're all big fans of it as well. And uh, I guess a few years back, the Bullet Club hosted a block party, which um, I think it was hosted by the Tongans at one point, like Tamatonga and Tongaloa, I think, are the, the tag team in New Japan who are relatives of Haku. And uh, the guys from What Culture had this kind of worked beef with the Tongans running at the time. So they show up to this Bullet Club block party where the bullet club's all there and everything and haku does not know this is a work and they're and he goes at them just swinging at him and they actually had to run for their lives and take off it, it they tell the story obviously way better than i could and it's a very entertaining story but just yet another tale that testifies to how much of a hard ass haku is and how scared of him everybody is he's he's so awesome i love yep. that guy Massive man. He and Andre the Giant were tag team champions, weren't they? Yep. That's why his sons G.O.D. are badass. And oh, Japan. they are. Yeah. Yep. Tamatonga, right? Yep. And Tamaloa. They're good. Yep. And they keep they keep shooting shit. Like they, I think it's yeah. entirely possible at some point they might show up in AEW. Oh yeah, I would love it because they keep kind of shooting on the box. I can't tell. That's why I love what they're doing. I can't tell tell if they have real heat with them or if it's just a work because. You know, they kind of let them in the new, they let them into, you know, the Bullet Club. Then they kind of took over Bullet Club. Then they splintered off with their little, little faction outside of Bullet Club. So I don't know if the heat was real, if the heat's real or what it was. So it's, I, it'd be cool to see those guys in the ring against each other for sure. Yeah. Yeah. There isn't enough representation of the uh, Samoan uh, style of wrestling in AEW yet. They have a lot of wrestlers in yeah. AEW, mm-hmm. but um, for some reason, there's no Samoans in there yet. They yeah. seem to be everywhere. Yeah, they they want, they only a matter of time. They, they got to get Nia Jax. They got to get Nia Jax. She's not like most girls. Oh, that's her song. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. so bad. Like that song is not the song for a monster heel. Like it's such a that's like kind of girly song. It's Ugh. weird. Mm-hmm. And most girls don't wear um, a wardrobe that makes her look like a um, a balloon. <laughs> oh, dude, how do I say this? A, a encased, um, like an encased sausage that's in the microwave, ready to burst a little bit. <laughs> oh, is that is like that Na- velvet? Or, like like or... Natalia. Yeah, yeah. Is, that, yeah that's, a, kind of... that's that's not a good look on her either. Yeah. Uh, no. Speaking of Samoans, she's gotten you... better. Did you know that Dakota Kai is part Samoan? Oh, I did not know that. Yes. There's She's a trivia Kiwi. for the, yeah. Kiwi and Samoan. Hmm. 
And now you know the rest of the story. story. (laughs) I like this. We're all all over the place tonight. Big time. In a good way. Let's bring it over to AEW Dynamite. Uh, We had a really good show this last uh, Wednesday evening. It started off with the Young Bucks, joined by the human phlegm Don Callis that we all love, except for Matt. Mm. And they took on Ray Phoenix and Pac of the Death Triangle. And what a hell of a match it was. It seemed to go on for like 45 minutes as the opener, (laughs) did it not? It was at least a half hour. Yeah, it was yeah. a long match for sure. It was, to my knowledge, the first AEW opening match that they did the picture in picture for. Like, I don't think they've ever done yeah, that they, before. That tells you how long it was. They had at least two commercial breaks, insane spots, insane false finishes. I mean, we know what the Bucks can do. We know what Ray Phoenix and Pac can do. Um, but man, this was a really great way to start off the show. I mean, I just want to say it right now. I really think Ray Phoenix is the best wrestler in the world right now. Oh, I, that's yeah, just my easily. opinion. Oh, easily, dude. But I, I don't think there's anybody else that I've seen in wrestling or just on AEW at a small sample size that has put on the matches that he's done, executed the way that he's executed in such high-risk spots, not gotten hurt, and he sells yeah, and never misses anybody, you know? too. I they need to put some kind of title on him. I think him and Darby Allen, I think Ray should be at the very bare minimum the next TNT television champion of AEW. I just every time that guy goes out and wrestles a match, it's it, he he shows me something new, something that I've never seen, and he just continues to blow me away. Um, and this match was no exception. Yeah, you know he's he's incredible, dude. You know it's um, yeah. There's, he's, there's nothing more to say. Yeah, he's he's my favorite wrestler right now. He just he just turns yeah. it on. He never misses it. Never misses his spots. He's like fast. It's just everything smooth and slick. It's just incredible. He just makes yeah. it look so effortless, and he, yeah, he also exactly. he doesn't make it look like a spot fest like lesser wrestlers will, where it's like they're just getting their shit in. Like he actually makes it all flow and feel like it's it's right for the moment and it's just i don't know i could watch that guy all day long oh, he yeah. is so good and i right. think yeah the death triangle as a whole are just great yeah i agree 100 i think this match as a whole um was really good especially for uh, you know i think recently i've kind of got this sour taste in my mouth and i think we all do here over the adam cole kyle o'reilly match that went way too long um you know, as Steve, you just mentioned a few minutes ago, this match went really long for an opening match, but it did not feel long. By no. any means. Um, and it also didn't feel like a spot fest for the sake of having a spot fest either, just because at the Young Bucks and Death Triangle, they both do a great job of throwing in constant, crazy high flying moves, but knowing when to pause to tell the right story in the match. Like, it's not like watching 10 minutes of a gymnastics routine as Jim Cornette once said. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like a half hour with chapters to the match where you see different things happen and it's just filled with really amazing spots along the way. So really great way to kick off the show. Part of me deep down really hopes that this is 
part of the reason that AEW drew 1.2 million viewers this week. Um, I mean, for those of you who watch AEW regularly, this probably isn't anything new. My hope is that for any new viewers who tuned in, they realize, hey, this is actually how it is all the time. So yeah, keep watching. Yep. I think it had something to do probably with that opening match to Mike Tyson being on TV and three now that they're playing UFC, um, like free UFC um, mixed martial art matches right after, mm. uh, maybe yeah. bars, now that bars are open, maybe they're putting on wrestling knowing that, okay, we're going to see this cool new wrestling show that isn't WWE, but, you know, it'll just flow right into fight night uh, Wednesday yeah. night. So Is that, is that show that happening? Every, yeah. That one, it's that I think one. it's regular now. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I kind of want to watch that then. It might just be a good a, fight night. It's I'm not a big UFC guy, but I mean, if you are a UFC guy, why not, you know, tune into a little wrestling, getting ready for it because it comes on at nine o'clock. I mean, throw it on, get ready for your for what you want to watch. And, you know, chances are they'll hook in a couple more viewers. We'll see. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, was that like, I, I never heard for sure, but man, that, that punch that Tyson did to the uh, FTR guy, like that looked legit. Like yeah. either he really pulled that perfectly or he really got him, but that was like a nice punch. Holy crap. I thought the same thing. I, I was watching the video on YouTube uh, from AEW where they showed highlights from that match. And that was one of the moments they showed um, somebody in the comments section. And obviously don't believe what you read in the comments, but this seemed like a fair ex- explanation. Somebody had commented about how um, it looked like he had hit him actually with the meat of his forearm. Yeah. And then his fist actually hit his other hand to make the sound. So mm. it was oh. just all so quick. You could hardly even tell. That's, if you watch it back it. again, that does kind of seem to be what happened. It was still nicely done. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. How long do you think Mike Tyson is going to be on with the inner circle? Would you say? Hopefully it is yeah. pretty limited what he Ho- can do. Ho- hopefully it's ended last week. I mean, yeah, I guess so. I think yeah. he's just a charter member, dude. I, I doubt if he's there this week because I think they taped last week was a tape show. So, and I don't know where they go with that. I mean, he's probably not skilled enough to, uh, he's no bad bunny. He's, he's, just, not an, gonna, he's yeah. just an enforcer type dude. So, I, yeah, I would hope they use it judiciously. I think it probably has helped the ratings, but if they trot him out every week, it'll diminish its returns. I yeah, I'm just, I, I rose the question because, you know, they tried that with Snoop Dogg and Shaq. Uh, well, the Shaq thing, it's that like, was, that was good. After, after he got slammed. Uh, through the table and into the ambulance, we kind of never ever saw him again. Mm-hmm. Kind of vanished, and nothing ever really came of it. So I was just thinking, hmm, I wonder how long. I but I think Mike wants to work too. So I mean, if he can contribute and keep drawing, I think Tony Khan will continue to pay him if it helps boost ratings too. So he's he brings a little more different dynamic than Snoop Dogg and Shaq. So we shall see. I actually thought um, for a while there, the whole way that was setting up was that because um, it seems so obvious, you know, with Jericho kind of like patching things up with him. And I thought there was a good chance that Tyson was going to turn on the inner circle, but it didn't happen. And we had a great 
closing match between Darby Allen versus Big Money Matt Hardy. And Big Money Matt Hardy, I'm not a big fan of this Big Money nickname that he gets now because I'm just used to Matt Hardy being a country bumpkin, you know, trampoline wrestler, being broke and puts his body on the line. I, I just don't like the Big Money thing. I just want to keep thinking of him as, you know, from from the farm basically i don't i don't see dollars i don't think of dollars when i think of matt hardy does anybody else get that vibe yeah i agree i think uh the only the only country bumpkin who can suddenly become big money is cameron grimes and he's done a fantastic job of it yeah um but i I agree with you mike i don't think matt hardy's this gimmick really suits him well it's pretty generic um and just doesn't fit him as a person so i don't totally buy it however I did buy his selling in this match because this really caught me by surprise. The last few matches we've seen for Matt Hardy have been yeah, so-so, especially his match against Hangman Adam Page at the last pay-per-view was very underwhelming. Um, and we haven't really seen a lot from him since then. Suddenly he's injected into the TNT title picture, but oh my God, he definitely sacrificed himself a few times in this match. Um for the sake of just some amazing spots and not just the spots, but again, you know, kind of like when we talked earlier about the tag team match, it wasn't just about the spots. The match as a whole really worked well. There was a lot of drama baked into it. Um, Yeah. I, I overall really enjoyed this match. I didn't have the chance to watch it live on TV. I did catch the highlights of it on YouTube after the fact, thanks to AEW, which by the way, if you have a hard time watching AEW because maybe you don't have cable, their YouTube highlights are really good. Like they'll include most of the match in ultra HD. So you can still follow along with it pretty easily. So for you listeners out there, check it out. They got a lot of material out there. Like AEW Dark and Dark Elevation, there's a ton of content there. Like I don't watch it yeah. every single week, but I try to watch it when I can. I mean, I think Kenny Omega was on Dark this week, or he's going to be on Dark this week. So yeah. They don't put, uh, you know, it's, in some cases it's quote unquote squash matches, but if you like wrestling, there's like often very good matches on there. Yeah. You know, back to the Matt Hardy thing, I heard that he's doing this character for a while. I don't know if it's true or not, but um, that he's doing this, that big money Matt thing because um, his broken Matt and delete stuff works better with the crowd. So, you know, he needs that crowd there for the whole delete, delete and the smoke, all that stuff, you know? So I heard that that's one reason he's doing this big money thing. Kind of, he hasn't done the broken, the broken thing in a while. Just to kind of pass the time until the crowds are back. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I heard. I don't know if it's true. Maybe he'll bring back the delete one in Milwaukee. Yep. You never know. We can only hope. Yeah. We can, we can see and see. Going. <laughs> that's why it's so it's so awkward to me uh yeah from his past characters to now but hey at least he's staying relevant i mean that's what a good wrestler always does right they always reinvent themselves uh we just heard a lot about that with chris jericho and the broken skull ranch uh interview jericho is he's kind of like the david bowie of wrestling i i kind of consider him to be David Bowie always kind of reinvented his look, changed his sound, changed his music. Yeah. Uh Chris Jericho being the, you know, the music rock and roller that he is, he understands that part of the business maybe better than anybody and really embodies that. Um so yeah, that could be another contributing factor how AEW got such big numbers because Jericho went on Steve Austin's 
Broken Skull Ranch that you can see on Peacock. And Peacock. when you think about this, <laughs> you would wonder how that was allowed. But apparently it sounded like it was Vince was totally okay with it and be like, yeah, go on there. Talk with Steve. And I mean, I'm a big Jericho fan. I'm a big uh, Stone Cold fan. This was a perfect pairing. I really That's enjoyed great. this episode. I think Steve, Steve, you're the one that kind of saw it first. Um, and yeah, because hit up our group kinda, right away. The way they made it sound, it was going to drop after WrestleMania, but they dropped it in the morning. Early, yeah. Like it was weird. I don't know if mm-hmm. they just kind of just soft dropped it, but no, I thought it was outstanding. It's like just two master storytellers. And you know what? I think. I mean, if you kind of take all your hatred of Vince and all that aside for a second. I honestly think it was nothing more than he trusted these two that, you know, like they weren't going to, they weren't going to go on there and shit on WWE. Jericho wasn't going to go on there and be like, AEW rules, WWE sucks. I think there was just a trust that they were going to go about it the right way. And they did. I mean, there was plenty of AEW references. I mean, the first 20 minutes was, but yeah, I mean, it was, refreshing because you could tell they weren't really filtered but it was like just interesting stuff maybe 50 maybe more percent of it i already knew but it was still very cool to hear yeah i want to say the first half hour was all about aew roughly um and jericho just putting over the promotion a lot of the stars he mentioned by name in it too which yeah cassidy and yeah cassidy and mjf and um kenny omega the young bucks he mentioned all of them yeah. And then, um, I mean, historically, I think part of what was really surprising about this is WWE just, you know, no other promotions exist in their world, at least. Um, so the AEW thing was pretty interesting. But then even when Jericho sort of recapped his entire career, you know, he's naming promotions in Mexico that I've never heard of. Yeah. Um, talking about his time in Japan with New Japan, um, yep. he even alludes to Ring of Honor at one point. So, yeah, they really definitely if, if you're into pro wrestling and you watch this they clearly did not filter or script any of it um which made it really interesting before we start recording tonight and steve i think you mentioned this uh, just a minute ago um part of the part of my hunch and i've heard this elsewhere too is that this particular episode of the broken skull sessions may be part of what led up to this big rating for AEW um partly because of the timing of when it dropped but if you think about it, WWE fans traditionally watch WWE product, right? And here you have a WWE product that they love, they trust. And you see Chris Jericho come on, who's been on forever, along with Steve Austin, who they're just, they're legends in WWE. And they're both sitting there talking about how amazing AEW is, a mm-hmm. rival promotion. So immediately any longtime WWE fan who's been skeptical of other promotions or maybe hasn't given anything else a chance could easily go, Oh, interesting. I'm going to check that out. Mm -hmm. And guess who was the linchpin in both of those guys careers? Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson was, uh, was stone cold when during the WD, WWF uh, Raw vs Nitro Wars that like DX and all like, that yep fought fought back against the ratings uh, and Stone Cold was you know paired up with Mike Tyson and right now Mike Tyson's with Chris Jericho right now so That's there's funny. just some 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 interesting um, I don't know if it's coincidence but I mean these two 
uh, both run two very successful podcasts too. Two professionals on the mic, uh, two professionals that have done and seen it all and live, breathe uh, wrestling. So definitely worth a sit down and watch. And if you need to watch another something, the Stone Cold Steve Austin biography that was just released last night is still another really awesome one. Uh, if you're a Stone Cold fan or just a wrestling fan in general, if you're familiar with his w WCW days, uh, early WWE, and then the later years. Charlie, you you saw that one last night, right? Yeah, I saw well, I saw parts of the parts of it at different times. Like I saw most of it beginning, and then a lot of a lot of it near the end. Yeah, it was it was it was great. Um, like I said, um, I love seeing the um, the old stuff. You know, when I'm coming up. Uh, getting in the business, how broke he was, and uh, him wrestling down in USWA with uh, with the Von Erics and all those guys, and talk about the Sportatorium. Then you know they kind of mm -hmm. jump forward to how he loved how how the Rock really helped his career because and it makes sense that every good face has to have a heel has to have a heel on their level to work off of, and the Rock was just perfect. And I was just watching a clip on here. I don't know how I came across it, but it was. Austin giving Austin giving the Rock the uh, stunner and just him selling it just so fucking great, that, dude. He was that, that guy, was one of the best sells of all time. Yeah, we should have known this guy was going to be a great actor. Just the way the stuff he was doing in the ring back then, you know, it was just miles above everybody. You know, Ric Flair is still close to number one for me, but the Rock is right on his heels with the with the promo stuff man it's oh just my gosh yeah. so entertaining dude because i mean the rock Absolutely. literally austin was too but the rock literally got me back into watching every monday night wcw nitro got me back interested and then i made the switch once nitro started falling over to back to raw and it was just those guys were just must see when they did their promos on monday nights man so good yeah so good Charlie, were you surprised uh, or did you pick up how many times Stone Cold actually referenced Don Callis? Uh, uh, no, in I missed biography it. Too? Oh, I got to go back and watch Dude, it again. No. Sort of Jericho Don in the Callis. interview. Yeah, well, yeah, he exactly. him a lot, yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. I think maybe maybe I'm getting the two crossed. Yeah, you got to um, get him crossed up. I didn't know how. Jericho's a Callis guy. I didn't know that. Um, oh, you didn't know and, that? And yeah. As we, they're yeah, Canadians, Don Callis. I didn't know that he was a writer for in the '90s during that time. So, mm -hmm. oh yeah, Russo and stuff. You remember he was Cyrus, a virus? You don't remember that? Yeah, not really. Okay, know. yeah, yeah. Hard to hard to say. Yeah, but yeah, he's awesome. always had the gift of gab and stuff. You know, he's had a pretty good mind for the business. I think he learned to like under a lot of those um, top guys. I can't remember. I, I want to say Paul Lee because I know he was in ECW for a while, so I know he learned under Paul. Mm -hmm. I, that's where he got the whole Cyrus. The whole Cyrus gimmick was in ECW because yeah. he just let him. You know, he just you know Paul's kind of like just go out there and get over. So whatever they wanted to do on the mic, he just let him. He'd go out there and get over and just kill it, dude. Cyrus the virus, he must have got that from the movie Con Air, Nicolas Cage. He probably remember did. that was John Malkovich or <laughs> yeah, he probably did. Character. You, know, you know, those guys were always but that was gold. Stuff. Actually, I get so do you remember uh the poker like when you could gamble playing poker in college? This was like uh well, it was us, it was like 2004 or something like that. My roommate was huge into like playing poker online and his character was like the bald guy 
at the table and i i told him like your name should be cyrus the virus to freak people out and stuff like that cyrus the virus is it's a great name yep yeah i never knew that that was don Callis, though i didn't put it i didn't put two and two together i though. put it together like years ago i figured out years ago but yeah i knew that yeah because it was entertaining and he was great ecw so charlie you mentioned promos before uh keep the kayfabe we're gonna have a new little mini segment we're gonna do promo of the week where fans are gonna send us their favorite promos or ones that we think and uh this week i had a lot to choose from from fans um this one comes from my buddy joe i think he lives down in atlanta now him and his wife uh but a buddy of mine from milwaukee who's an active listener he sent me one with jesse the body ventura and uh the macho man randy savage when he was half of the mega powers and uh this was a classic let's take a listen oh i bet it's great Earlier on, we had a chance to talk to one half of the Mega Powers. Now, let's hear the story from the better half of the Mega Powers. Like the momentum, yeah. But I'm telling you, Hulk Hogan, you killed the momentum for the Mega Powers. You and you alone, yeah. You made an idiot out of the Mega Powers because the lust in your eyes that you have for Elizabeth, yeah, all over the world. You gotta be blind not to see it, yeah gonna have to be blind not to see macho madness yeah the momentum that i have will not be stopped by you especially because you ain't got the character you ain't got the guts but now he says he wants a world wrestling federation championship match with the macho man randy savage huh you asked the question you got the guts up yeah but your back's against the wall but i'm thinking thinking that you yeah i'm thinking that uh i'm thinking you know, Jesse, macho, yeah. I seen the lust in his eyes when he'd look at Elizabeth. Ah, oh, man. I love that promo from Randy. <laughs> what a fucking legend. Classic. Nobody does it better. Classic. I mean. Epic. <laughs> honestly. Well, well, Steve, your, your uh, promo that you cut at the end of uh, last week's episode uh, was pretty great. So I think, yeah, we got to make this a regular thing. Yeah. You know, every once in a while I get inspired. Like when you, when you dropped off the show that one time and I took over, I, uh, I save it in the reserves for the right moment. Something just overtakes you. Yeah. It just courses through my veins. (laughs) I better watch my back or you're a good friend. I don't know. (laughs) Well, so if you, so uh, listeners of Keep the Kayfabe, if you have a great promo that you want to send our way that you want us to put on the show, send it to our Instagram or Facebook at Keep the Kayfabe. Uh, and continue to follow us on Spotify, follow us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram for all great wrestling memes and when our new episodes are going to drop. Uh, boys, this was always a great time breaking down the latest news. We got a big week of wrestling coming up. Ty Conti's coming uh, this coming Wednesday. For the title. Uh, Sheeta, I can't wait. Yeah, for the title. I don't know if this is going to be your week, but damn, she's Could getting be. close. Come on, Could Ty. Be. I know you're a listener. We love you. So, yeah, boys. Uh, great episode. Can't wait for uh, wrestling this week. And we got Impact on Sunday. It's going to be a good one. But yeah, stay hungry, stay humble, and stay hard. Triple H. Triple H. The game. Time to play the game. Mm-hmm.
take sacks to the face whenever I can. Don't need no crutch. I'm so keyed up till the joint be burning my hand. Next time I roll. This is such good shit.